You're listening to the Bottom Line podcast where those living with or beyond bowel cancer, as well as health professionals involved in bowel cancer treatment and care, share their inspirational stories and lived experiences with host and bowel cancer survivor, Stephanie. Hi, my name is Angus and my mum, Stephanie, hosts the Bottom Line podcast. Today in the lead up to Mother's Day, I will be guest host and ask her to share her bowel cancer stories on the Bottom Line podcast with you guys. Mum, welcome to the Bottom Line podcast. Thank you, Angus, and thank you for being a guest host today. No, the pleasure is all mine. We'll get straight into it. Mum, I was only two when you were diagnosed with bowel cancer. I can't remember much, but we do talk a lot about bowel cancer around the house. Luckily for all of us, you are now 10 years cancer-free. Can you explain how you felt when you were initially diagnosed? Yes, Angus, it was um, quite a harrowing moment, a shocking moment and a surreal moment for me because when I went in to have my colonoscopy, the last thing I thought I was going to hear out of my surgeon's mouth was, you've got bowel cancer. So it was a real shock and then the subsequent days were spent at specialists having lots of scans booking in appointments and it was very surreal for me it was a bit of a roller coaster and people have described having bowel cancer as a second job and that is what it felt like but for me I just got on with it once I coped with the initial shock I just went, I'm going to beat this thing and put myself on a path for success. Yeah, that's very nice. Could you please tell us a little bit more about how you had to adjust from your regular life into being diagnosed with bowel cancer? Yes. Well, I was working at the time when I was diagnosed, so I immediately stopped work. And lucky for me, I had a lot of sick leave up my sleeve. So I was able to stop work immediately. I also surrounded myself with a lot of people that could help me. I was incredibly lucky to have a lot of help. I think without help, people can sometimes struggle because you're trying to balance work, family life, and you're also trying to juggle a cancer diagnosis. And a cancer diagnosis is probably one of the biggest things that you'll ever have in your life if you are unfortunate enough to have a diagnosis. So for me, it was about balance and surrounding myself with people that could assist me and a really good surgical and treatment team as I moved forward and through my bowel cancer journey became really important for me. And what were some of the steps you took to make you feel more comforted, I guess? So first and foremost, I had an awesome surgeon who managed to cut out all the cancer It had gone through to my nodes, so that meant I was stage three. So initially I had my surgeon and he was wonderful. Then I needed to have chemotherapy. So the team at Cabrini, the nurses were amazing and also I had a great oncologist. And that treatment team looked after me on an ongoing basis for about six months. I also had a psychologist. And for me, the psychologist was really helpful because You know, Angus, as you've just said, you were only two. And one of the biggest things for me was struggling as a mum that I wasn't there to be able to help you because chemotherapy is incredibly taxing on the body. You become very tired. It's cumulative. 
And you probably don't remember this, but you know, you're a two and a half year old, nearly three year old boy that was incredibly boisterous. And I wanted to be there for you. And I was really struggling. And as you know, my mum, your nanny, passed away when I was only 20 of ovarian cancer. And I had a lot to navigate around that because I had a great deal of fear that I was going to end up in the same situation as her and that I was going to die and I was going to leave you without a mum at three. And that was a really big thing for me. I was very scared and I used a psychologist to help me through that moment and she was wonderful as somebody, you know, I couldn't always talk to your dad. I couldn't always talk to friends. I couldn't always talk to my sister because some of those things I felt would impact them. So having a psychologist meant that I was able to speak really freely and openly about my fears and I can highly recommend it. So I was very lucky. And I also had a stomal therapy nurse. So I had a bag, an ileostomy bag, which as you know, I hated. It was awful, but the stomal therapy nurse was amazing to help me through that. And I am forever grateful for my full treatment team. Yeah, 100%. So mum, your friends are a big part of your life. How did they help when you were diagnosed? Yes, I'm really lucky. I've got a really broad friendship group and they're dotted all around Australia and they all came and helped me over the course of my six to eight months bowel cancer journey. Aunty Shaz came uh, to help and she cooked and put lots of stuff in the freezer, looked after you, made sure the house was clean and made sure we just spent some really great quality time together. I had another friend, Kat, she came down from Sydney. I had plenty of friends in Melbourne that came and sat with me and did chemotherapy. And having a friend to sit by you while you're going through chemotherapy in the day oncology is really helpful, I found, because, you know, we I, I can remember oh, all sorts of card games and, and hat laughing and reading magazines and it was really great quality time. And I am forever grateful for those people to come and spend time with me during my chemotherapy, but then afterwards. So I'm very lucky. I'm also lucky that I had your dad. He was really supportive and fantastic. And to have a life partner that is beside you through that journey is amazing. Along with my sister, Annie Nessa or Vanessa, who you know is responsible really for having me diagnosed because she urged me to go and have a colonoscopy and not to just take the doctor's diagnosis for granted. So my friendship group were really, really important to me to ensure that I was able to get through a pretty harrowing ordeal. So For those that are going through cancer, I'd say take that support and ask for that support if you need. And for those that are around you and don't know what to do, ask the patient, um, ask them what they want, and then give them that practical support when they ask for it. And mum, what advice do you have for other parents who have young kids and children and how they should navigate a cancer diagnosis with their children? Everyone's unique. It depends on their ages of the children. It depends on so many different factors. But the road and the path that I chose and your dad chose was to be really open and honest with you about bowel cancer and what we were going through. 
it was really important for you to understand at an age-appropriate level that what mum was going through was very serious, that it was going to make me tired. It meant that I would perhaps not be able to do the things that I would normally have done with you. So my advice is to be as honest as possible with your children, be they five, be they 15, or be they 20. Um, and try not to sugarcoat it and make it seem like everything is going to be okay because this is part of life. And, and with you, you'd ask me, often, mum, are you going to die? And it was a really difficult question for me to answer because I wanted to reassure you, but I also didn't want to give you false hope in case something did happen. And that was a very real possibility that I may not have come out the other side. So I tried to frame the way we discussed bowel cancer and my diagnosis in a positive manner, but also in a realistic and pragmatic manner that was age appropriate. And that would be my advice, not being a psychologist, but as a parent to other parents. I actually have a question uh, about about me yeah. and because I'm related to you and I'm, I'm, I'm your son, because you and our family have had history with cancer and in particular bowel cancer, does that mean that I'm at risk of it or at risk of being diagnosed with it? So your nan had ovarian cancer. And we have done some testing because, as you know, Ani Vanessa is a genetic counsellor. And we've done some testing, but we can't find any link between my mum and me at this point. However, I also had genetic testing. So I tested for what they call is Lynch syndrome, and I don't carry that gene either. So they're not really sure why I got bowel cancer. And that's one of the things that, you know, bowel cancer research, we're trying to find out why more young people are being diagnosed. But you are at risk because I had it at 42. You carry what they call a familial link. So there's family history now with me. So you will have to, I was diagnosed at 42. You will have to start having colonoscopies from 32. So 10 years back from when your parent, your close family history, 10 years back. So I'm really sorry, mate, but from... 32, you will be having colonoscopies and you need to be really mindful, not to be worried, but be alert and be mindful that, yes, you are at risk of bowel cancer. And on the tail end of that, because you have been diagnosed with bowel cancer, are you ever scared that it might pop up again, that you might re be re-diagnosed with it again? Yes, I am. I am. Every time I have a scan or a colonoscopy or feel a little niggle, I worry that I might get bowel cancer and it will reoccur. Or, you know, as I get older, is there another form of cancer? So as you know, I had a full hysterectomy a few years after having bowel cancer, and that was predominantly to take away the risk of ovarian cancer because that's what my mum passed away from and I didn't want to have to worry about that. So it is, It's they call it scanxiety and that is a very real aspect for people going through cancer and I'm very lucky. I'm now 10 years, nearly 11 past, so that really scary 
period, it's usually up to five years, has passed. But it's something that is always on my mind and I'm very much aware of what my body is doing and aware if there's any change in any way and I'm not feeling right that I go and have it checked. And just recently I just felt not right with certain parts of my body and I went and asked for a full CAT scan just to make sure that everything was as normal as it could be. Mum, I know you've worked for lots of different companies, lots of different causes, lots of different businesses, but right now and for a bit you have been working for Bowel Cancer Australia. Does the link between you having bowel cancer and you working for Bowel Cancer Australia have any connection and why is this work so important to you? Yes. So at the time of my diagnosis, I'd been working in television for 20-something years and I love TV. It was fun, but um, it was not fulfilling for me. And then when I was diagnosed with bowel cancer, they made me redundant in the middle of chemotherapy, which wasn't a great feeling, Um, didn't make me feel fabulous, and nobody likes being made redundant. But in hindsight, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, it was the best thing for me because then I used all my marketing and comms passion and put it into Bowel Cancer Australia. And as you know, I've worked for them for probably eight or nine years on and off and up and down. But the last year, I've said I am going to put my heart and soul into this and really work for them to try and raise awareness because bowel cancer does not get the level of money, media coverage, exposure and awareness that other cancers or other diseases do. And as you know, because you can reveal these stats off the top of your head, bowel cancer is Australia's second deadliest cancer. And we need to start talking about our poo and we need to look in that toilet um, and check for blood. And we need to be aware what the symptoms were are because I didn't know what those symptoms were. I knew a lot of other diseases, but I didn't know about bowel cancer. So for me, Working for Bowel Cancer Australia is really important. I really want to get the awareness factor around symptoms out there. I want GPs to understand that young people are absolutely at risk and that you are never too young for bowel cancer. I want people to be aware of this disease and I want people to support us in the media and to raise a profile around the disease because it's really important. So essentially... I want to use my marketing and comm skills for good and I'm having a great deal of fun doing it and I think you'll agree I'm a nicer person when I'm working with Bowel Cancer Australia, aren't I, Angus? Sure. (laughs) You're a nice person at all times, Mum. On the the back of that, you've spoken how larger companies and the media can spread more awareness about bowel cancer, but how can people like me, 14-year-olds, or how can the general public or people your age, everybody that lives in Australia and worldwide, basically, how can they spread awareness of bowel cancer? We can talk about symptoms. You know, we need to talk about our poo. We need to look at our poo because we need to see whether there's blood in there. We need to know when our body changes. Are we tired? Are we anemic? Are we bloated? There is a number of signs. So know those symptoms and we need to be talking about bowel cancer. And when there is 
a symptom or a problem or we our body is not feeling right, then we need to go to the doctor and the GP and ask them to investigate. And if the GP doesn't give you the answer that you think might be there and you're still concerned, go and seek a second opinion. And as young people, you need to be aware and talk about bowel cancer. You know, talk about, you talk about a range of things. You might talk about mental health issues. You might talk about heart disease. You might talk about other cancers. And bowel cancer needs to be something that you talk about and be aware of and discuss without it being a taboo subject. It's something that we need to destigmatize, basically, and everyone can do that. And mum, we've spoken about how people in your life can give you support and give people, other people that have been diagnosed with bowel cancer support. But how can you, as an individual who's been diagnosed, stay positive and support yourself through the journey? Yes, I think that's important, Angus, because we often, and mums in particular, we are always thinking about everyone else. And I think it's really important that you put yourself first and foremost occasionally, especially through the cancer journey and make sure that you're eating well. We have great nutritionists at Bowel Cancer Australia and nutrition's really important. It can be difficult with bowel cancer as well. So make sure you eat well, make sure you take time for yourself and self-care, be kind to yourself. Sleep is another one, trying to get sleep. I know when you're going through chemo and the steroids kick in and I found it really difficult, I couldn't sleep because I was so hungry. You know, I had bananas and Japs crackers and all sorts of things beside my bed. So sleep is really important and taking that sleep when you can. So it might be during the day. It might be difficult if you're working and that is another challenge and it's even more important that you take time out for yourself because your health and your priority and getting yourself back on track is really important. So I really urge people to be kind to themselves. It's a great point of view, Mum. And finally, the last question, uh, you may be familiar with this, but after every podcast episode that you do, uh, you always ask your guests to provide three points that you want people uh, to take away from the podcast. And what are yours? You're throwing my thoughts back at me, aren't you, Angus? My three key points would be, firstly, know your symptoms. It's really important. Know what the bowel cancer symptoms are and don't dismiss symptoms even if a health professional says you're fine. If you think your body is not right, you know your body better than anyone then seek another opinion. That's two. And three, be kind to yourself and accept support from others around you. You have people that want to help you, let them help you. Let them in and you'll find that it will help you navigate that cancer journey a little bit more. And finally, I'm going to give four love your loved ones, hug your loved ones and enjoy moments, special moments with your loved ones. That is really important. And Angus, I'm really, really proud of you for doing this podcast with me today. Mum, thank you so much for that. Uh, Thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview on a topic that 
we do speak about a lot at home. I'm very proud of your bravery, the work you do for bowel cancer, Australia, and your passion to raise awareness for bowel cancer. Thank you again and happy Mother's Day. Thanks, Angus. And again, I'm really proud of you and thank you so much for being guest host on the Bottom Line podcast. All good. Thank you, Mum. Love you. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening to the Bottom Line podcast. To find out more about bowel cancer or for support or simply to donate, please go to bowelcanceraustralia.org.